2022, Team Milk came together by sponsoring female marathon runners for the marathon in New York City. Today, they're more than 20,000 strong. In 2024, Team Milk is making an even bigger commitment to female runners and launching the only women's marathon in the U.S., designed for and by women. The inaugural Every Woman's Marathon will take place in Savannah, Georgia on November 16, 2024. You can learn more and register for the marathon at everywomansmarathon.com. Hello, and welcome to Good One, a podcast about jokes. I'm your host, Jesse David Fox. Uh, is it too late to say Happy New Year? Uh, well, it's definitely too late to stop me from saying it. So, Happy New Year. It's going to be a big uh, and fun and cool year for the podcast and for me, uh, filled with some big, fun, cool stuff. Uh, in the fall, my book comes out. That's something. Uh, also, on March 17th, we'll be doing our first live show since the pandemic. It will be at Union Hall, my favorite comedy venue uh, on earth. So head to unionhallny.com for tickets. And one other thing, starting with our next episode, Good One is moving back to Tuesdays. Um, I always felt we were a Tuesday show. Uh, what that means, I do not know. But uh, I also did not mean to rhyme. But either way, I think it feels right. Uh, so on Tuesday, February 7th, we will be back with our first proper Good One interview of the year as we welcome Mark Marin back to Good One. Until then, here is another offering from Vulture Festival 2022 when we had Abby Jacobson and Natasha Lyonne in conversation. Abby was ostensibly there to promote A League of Their Own, which is currently available on Prime Video, and Natasha was there to talk about Poker Face, her new mystery show that premieres on Peacock today, January 26th. But that's just the start of it. Their conversation is intimate, freewheeling, and fascinating. So here is Natasha Leone and Abby Jacobson. What's up? Hey, hey. Hi, all. Did we did we make you wait long enough? How long have you guys been waiting? They've been here for an hour and a half, Ooh. I think, waiting. Yeah. Smart power Thanks move. For, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming, guys. We're Thank ending you. the festival. <sighs> Listen, they brought out the big guns tonight. They really did. They flew us in. Wow. We and everybody abroad. drove here. Road trips. This is a road trip event. This is. This is. How many people are in here? I have no sense if it's like 10. Or I know I, it is deceiving. There yeah. is a mirror where I kind of can see myself, which I request, requested, and need at any. Uh, look, okay, great. Um, Natasha, Natasha, Hi, Natasha. Abby. Abby and I are friends IRL. We are, and I, I do have a notebook with notes. But that's just because I get very nervous, but it's mostly just like, have fun with Natasha. Remember, have fun with Natasha. <laughs> Don't you feel, to, let me ask you a yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a lady powerhouse, do, do you bulk it or resent when people walk up to you and be like, are you having fun? Does people ever do that? Let's talk about it. How about when someone's like, aren't you having so much fun? 
Yeah, it's super yeah. weird. Who in here is having fun in their life? Okay. Oh, good. Okay, that's I good. I guess that's why. Okay, that's good. That's why. Those yeah. people are the one. You guys are maybe the ones that are like, are you guys having <laughs> so much fun. fun? I feel like it's like, what if, what if there's a bunch of things going on? And not, like fun could be like a little part of it. It's a little part. Yeah, but there's I like other things like maybe. I'm in the right place. Yeah. And that makes me feel like uh, spiritually settled. Yes. But fun is uh, obscure yeah. for if I had to choose one feeling. I also think if you, if you have to ask, like if you have to say, aren't you having so much fun, then it like it makes yeah. me shut down. It shut down. Where I'm like, I, nope, I, well now I'm definitely not. The other one that really stresses <laughs> me out is how are you? I'm like, you don't need to know all that. That's a crazy fucking question. It's a crazy mm. question. It's as crazy as everyone having children. It's <laughs> utterly insane. I mean... How are you in a general sense? I mean, pros and cons, it's life, you know? Going kind of well, we're gonna die, so it seems hectic that we're this stressed out. How are you, you know, in general? And am I having fun other than that, you know? Other than the, the big looming <laughs> things, <laughs> always. Other than what's coming down the pike, yeah, I guess yeah. I'm fine right now, weirdo. <laughs> anyway, you have, you have a notebook. Uh, I do have a notebook. Um, I got a lot of good stuff in here. Okay, well, like, let's talk for a sec. We just got, like, yanked into a bunch of rooms backstage, which is why we're late. I'm just going to say it wasn't actually us. But um, it did remind me how we met because someone asked us that. We met at this comedy show in New York, Kevin, Kevin Corrigan's comedy show, in, like, 20... No sense. Could have been 97. <laughs> 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 like, literally, my grasp on the space time, all that stuff is low, but I know other stuff. You know, like, I, we know. We, we, it, I think it was like 2014. 2014, okay. 2014-ish. <laughs> so that's a decade ago. I know basic yes. math. Yeah. I think it was, a, it was almost a decade ago. It's yeah. not quite 2024, we're close. Almost a decade ago, we met on like uh, this. It was in Brooklyn. It was this little on a comedy Tinder show. date, right? It was on a Tinder date. <laughs> I, I yeah, to you brought me Tinder to your date. show. <laughs> yeah, but okay. So twenty. Yeah. Tw you just said you don't have a good uh, like track well, of time. Also, but I feel like I've sort of known you forever and will know you always. I feel that. I feel that way as well. That's a nice thing. Wow, that's a really nice thing. I am I, I am like really attempting to segue into a thing, but um, I'm just really love that you said that. I feel that well, way. Well, also because Abby and I, uh, Abby and Alana were writing Broad City yeah. in the same offices where I was writing Russian Doll. So we would also, after this Kevin Corrigan uh, way later. special, yeah. uh, we, we would see each other at yep. work a lot. And there yep. was a lot of, I remember I was writing... Uh, the first season with, of course, you know, a room of, of writers. And you guys were in what season when we were in the first? Do you remember? I think we were in season... We might have been in season five. And Four or five. There was a lot of, like... I remember there was a lot of us, like, grabbing... Um, there was a lot of me trying, anyway. Or Leslie and I also trying to grab you guys and throw you in a little edit bay and be like, so how does this go? You know what I mean? And <laughs> we were often what's this like company like? In how does this Always work? being like, did this happen to you? What's going on? Yeah. 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 We had a very similar experience. I was going to ask because when we first met, I think you were on Orange is the New Black. And the transition, like I knew you when you were, 
I have known your work forever and had been such an admirer of your work. I was so excited to get to be friends with you. Um, but then I remember like you starting to talk about Russian Doll and starting to make, I mean, you were making it with Amy. Like, like uh, there are those oh, paths well, obviously, of those two. Amy obviously made Broad City yes. and Russian Doll. So and we had done the same, we had the same production company and it was, you were like, I remember the early conversations, but I'm really curious about, I really want to get it to like, you know, the current season of Russian Doll, but I, I don't even know, like, that transition from you're mostly, we mostly know you as an actor to Russian Doll where you are at the helm, how, you're wearing all the hats, you're writing it, you're show running it, you're producing it. Did you direct season one too? I, season one, I only directed the finale, and then in season two, I directed about half of it. Right. So, like, that's a huge, like, you're now, like, what like what was that like? What was that? Was that? I mean, even just the beginning of Russian Doll was that a conversation where you were talking to Amy? Like, how did that shift yeah, it's in? So crazy. Uh, we were, at, you know, last night we were out of the house, so it's two nights in a row. And uh, you know, it's like, and I have a lot of friends. I'm sure there's people in this room that are working on their shows and stuff. But it's it's crazy that shit just takes so long, you know. And it really like. It breaks your spirit, it really makes you think, oh, it's never gonna happen. But the truth of Russian All was like, uh, you know, it took maybe five years to get that first season on the air at minimum. And weirdly, it, like back of that is a whole lifetime of, um, you know, you're cataloging information and you're being a person in this deeper sense of like nothing is wasted, where you constantly feel, it's like, I think a very, um, you know, common and real artistic feeling to feel like, but I'm, I'm missing this moment. This is like, I'm ready now. And weirdly sort of, life is busy doing its own thing where it's kind of, it's sort of like, it's almost like it's breaking you down to be ready for when the real heat is gonna hit of, you've gotta be so sort of, um, uh, you know, rooted as like in your personhood that you're actually, uh, you know, waves can't sort of tumble you as quickly. I'm, I'm sure you know what I mean. You almost like worked out to get to a point where you can like withstand that because it is such a personal, one, it's such a personal thing that you're writing about and talking about and you're taking on all this. Yeah, and weirdly sometimes I feel like, and I'm sure you feel the same way with like League of Their Own, even more than Broad City is you're doing a, you know, such a similar thing where you're, the creator and, and, and the star, and you're doing all the jobs, you're wearing all the hats, and I, you know, I know you through, uh, even with League, I know you from the beginning until now, of like, it's in development, and uh, I know Will also, and, and um, you know, there's just, there's so many sort of like weird little divots and tangents that it takes to actually get something on the air, and there's like the emotional, you know, weight of that, of kind of, uh, but I, I often think that, uh, probably even more so, and I, I, I don't mean to be gendered about it, um, because it's a bummer that we're still talking about it, but there is a sense of like, but gosh, how does she do it all? And if you look back, certainly at like the 70s or something, it's, I mean, there's no shortage of male auteurs who had been, you know, writing and directing and producing and starring in their own stuff since time immemorial. I mean, you know, Charlie Chaplin, Buster Keaton, yeah. like people have been doing this a while and they're kind of like, I have a vision for a thing and now I'm gonna see that thing through top to bottom and then I'll be in the editing room and 
then I'll be in the marketing meetings, you know what I mean? Like, and then I'll talk about it because I really made it. So yeah. I'll have something to say about it. And I'm sure you also had that experience where it, it's almost like the real question is how could you do it any other way? Yeah, do you feel that way moving forward where you're like, I have to be, I have to sort of, I mean, I, I think for me, uh, when I'm like thinking about a new project, I, I, we're gonna go all over the place. We're gonna come back, we're, we're gonna go around, we're gonna take a little tributary down, we're gonna come back around. So um, I think for me, like, I can, I can, do you feel like, are you, after doing Russian Doll, where you are doing all the things where I, I feel the same where it's like, how do you do it any other way? Like, I can't not be in the marketing meeting. Like, what, I'm, I did, this is my thing. Can you now, do you feel like you can go back and do another project where you're not as on top of all the, the things? Like, do you wanna act, like Poker Face, I mean, there, you, are, you are doing a new show, but you produce that, you, like, how, I don't yeah, know, you and feel. it is like, I mean, first of all, it's awesome, it's awesome right? Like, in other words, if, if you, I'm also with friends, but I'm your fan. I love what you make, and I, I love who you are as a human being and an artist. Like, if you go to Abby's house, it's also like, you don't even know a tenth of the actual artist she is. It's like literally an art room, and you're like, oh yeah, you're really this motherfucker. Like, <laughs> this is your whole being, and it's beautiful. So it's like if you, you know, uh, hopefully, like, are like, hey, you know, I kind of had this idea, and I was thinking about us, and maybe we should do this thing, and you're like, but but I'm I'm writing it and everything. I just want you to. I want you to play this part. I'd be like, oh my God, I'm making something with Abby. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Even though it's none of my business, sort of like your drafts of the script yep. and your edits and your marketing meeting. I'm like, that's Abby's thing and I can't wait to be of, of service to your vision. That's a very different, but it's almost like, a little bit like being a session musician or something in that sense, acting of like, I wanna help you play your song. That's very different in a way than the other thing, you know, with um, Ryan Johnson and I in this new show we have coming out called Poker Face, it's coming out in January, which is pretty sick, hopefully you guys like it. Uh, but it, it was this thing where it's like an idea and then he and I had these meetings and I was, you know, I didn't really know him. I know his wife, Karina Longworth, who I'm like, a major, I'm very fanned out on her. Um, she's brilliant. And, uh, but in that sense, I'm like, I, I, it, it was fun. I was sort of doubly flattered that almost this, major auteur who I love wanted to actually, you know, um, make something with me in a way. But ultimately it is also very much, I feel like it's his, it's, it is his in this way that I am much more like, you know, I'll watch, um, I have a production company with Maya Rudolph and uh, it's called Animal Pictures and, uh, you know, we're, we produce the show also. So it's like, of course I'm watching cuts and, and reading drafts and, you know, I write and direct an episode of it and stuff, but it does feel a little bit, like Russian Doll is my baby in yep. this very different way that is m more, um, you know, Lizzie Rose is here. She's one of the writers on the show this season. Ooh, ooh. Um, <laughs> and Alana Hoffman's here. She, she worked on the show this season. Um, but you know, so, so they know that it's really like, we're kind of inside of it in such an intensive kind of, work way of like we're just this brain trust and we're you know grinding on it and yeah you're just trying to get you're trying to like you know get it out there and it just yeah. feels like i'm it's i'm sure it's 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 the same thing it's just it's it's different you know what i mean and it's 
I mean, the beauty of the thing, of course, is like, you know, I do often stop and think like, holy shit, like, this thing is really fucking happening. You know, it took like 35 years to really become somehow like in the zeitgeist. So I'm keenly aware and, uh, you know, deeply like moved that it finally happened. And, you know, I know I look no, no older than one, but I'm, I'm 43. And so it's like, it's a weird kind of delay to have it. And, um, but anyway, the, the point being that it's so cool that you can kind of be doing all those things. Like I wouldn't want to be doing just Russian doll at that intensity yep. level, you know, year after year. Like it's been very lucky that it's almost more of an anthology series in a way because of COVID it sort of necessitated that in the long gestation period of, you know, so to answer your other question, Amy and I made this other show prior to this called Old yes. Soul. I remember with, I saw Old Soul. You, you saw it? Oh, yeah, I saw Old Soul. What do you mean? I think Amy let me see it. Wild. <laughs> Greta Lee was in it. And it was great. It, um, it's not bad, that show. Greta and uh, Nick. Nick Thune is yep. in it. And uh, I play Nadia. And Greta's like my roommate. And, uh, and Ruth, who is played by Elizabeth Ashley in, in Russian Doll, is played by Ellen Burstyn. And David Wayne directed it. Yep. I mean, it's... It's a pretty, Marla Gibbs is in it, Fred Willard. I mean, it's a fucking, but it was an NBC sitcom that didn't go. And at, after that failed, you know, we did, Amy and I were like sitting in the car being like, ah, shit. She was like, shouldn't we make, should we do something like for cable where we just say whatever the hell we want? And then that began this sort of, so like that failure set us up for what would become like this thing that we're so, you know, and then we brought Leslie in the mix yeah. and she's so brilliant. And it really just started to take shape. Can I say I didn't? I forgot about that show. Not it, it, like I loved it when I watched it, but I have to say, like, I'm so happy that that show didn't go. That was you in a t tonally such a different vibe. Like it was more broadcast, right? Was it like NBC? Yeah, it was like an NBC it was broadcast like, version of. Russian doll. Where you were like really close with old people. Yeah, yeah. old soul. You were like, yeah. old, you were like stuck in a young body. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, like, there are some like themes there. There's a lot. But I like, basically such have a like different, a few tricks. Like such three. a different tone yeah. that, like, that that is such an important. Like, I totally forgot about that. And it's like, think, I'm so happy that that didn't work out because this is so, Russian doll is so much more you and what you were talking about before about just sort of like, um, collecting moments in your life and that have like sort of led up to the creation of Russian Doll. Like Old Soul, all the experiences you had that you hadn't put into something yet and you're the creator now and you're making like, Russian Doll is so you. One thing I wanna ask about, you're such a cinephile, so I, could, I look, tried to look it up today. For Natasha's 40th birthday, <laughs> she, she ran it out of theater and invited her friends to come watch a film for your 40th birthday. What film, what was it? It was like a Nazi, <laughs> Nazi Germany. It was, maybe it was oh, like a. It, it wasn't, it was oh, Mussolini, baby. Oh, it's, Mussolini, uh, okay, sorry, right, sorry, sorry. It was uh, Lena Wertmuller's Seven Beauties, an, uh, yeah. an Oscar nominee. The first yes. female uh, director to be nominated or maybe she even won. Anyway, they just gave her an honorary Oscar. You know, Lena Wertmuller is, for those who don't, I'm mansplaining. She's, uh, <laughs> she's uh, you know, Fellini's sort of 
number two for a long time and would help find all those weird little Fellini faces and so on. She wears little white sunglasses and she directed a ton of great movies, this being sort of the big one. But you guys did not react it, that well, way. Well, listen, it, it's a beautiful film. Yeah. It's just like, it's just so Natasha that like 40th birthday come celebrate and it's like a three hour Mussolini like black and white film that's like kind of slow to get into. You know, really like, and it's like cake. Does anyone want cake with the Mussolini film? But you, like it's so you. It's anti-Mussolini to be clear. <laughs> I'm not a monster. It's just so you, like, you're the person that if I, like, your knowledge of film is so extensive and your love of it, and not that Old Soul doesn't have that in there, but Russian Doll is so filmic and so you and does feel like, I don't know, finally you're infusing your you and all those experiences into this thing that just is, like, the right time. Like, that, that is, like, timing, you know? See, now what you guys didn't realize, thanks, Abby, that's nice of you, but what, what you didn't realize at the time was in New York, so that was in Los Angeles. Oh, I know. I, 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 got, I saw the invite to the New York one today <laughs> for the King of Comedy. It was, yeah, I, I know that I, film. I read the room, I said, <laughs> seems like people don't react well to foreign films and 40th birthday party. So New York, I screened, King of Comedy was a big hit. Yeah, I know. They I was it. like, well, look at, look at this it. other film she's uh, doing. Really what I was doing is I was just showing like, the two sides of what Russian Doll season two yep. was gonna be yep. was gonna be like, you know, 80s New York, King of Comedy, and then we were gonna go full Lena Wirt, Mueller, Seven Beauties. So I was really just doing research with friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, one, I wanna just go back to where you said that you're finally in the zeitgeist at 35, which I do feel like there was like this like renaissance, like a leonaissance. Thank you. Yes, but. I think you were like we like I have been a fan of yours for so long. I just need to say that that like I feel like you're always been in you always have been and you always will be Thanks, in Sarah. Abby's zeitgeist. And I actually can't believe I said my my name out loud. Do you know Own I it, hate honey. saying my own fucking name out loud. Anyway, back to business. Um okay. So I want to talk a little bit about season 2 because there was a big there was like, you had some time. There was, it does feel a little bit like an anthology. Same characters, but like it does, you dive so much deeper. It feels, and it might be because I know you, but I think any audience would feel that the vulnerability is, you're just like laying it all out there in this second season. It feels, very personal in a way that season one felt that too, but it just felt deeper and richer and more exploratory in, in all the ways. You know, I mean, what's weird to me is like, we know we're gonna die, but for some reason we cling very tightly to um, you know, worrying what people think about us. And that seems to be this bizarre, dominating, you know, um, facet of life. And we find ourselves against our will, 
sort of in this kind of rat race where we're trying to win at life all the time. And um, for me, I felt, I was very moved that season one was well received. And some of you may know my story, you know, I was a, I was a, a real drug addict and uh, then I cleaned up my act. And in many ways, season one was the information that I had then, which was, you know, um, how do I stop dying? was really sort of the thesis, you know, and in that sense it was deeply personal, but uh, almost like the first layer of kind of like when all your friends are like, dude, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, smack is bad. And I'm like, it is, uh, you know, oh, I see. So stop that, okay. So like, and then you have, of course, Alan having his own version from a very, you know, different side where he's also sort of, um, you know, dying on the inside softly. A lot of people forget that really, you know, of course, Nadia in season one, her first death is getting hit by a taxi. His is killing himself. I mean, it's it's a really crazy thing. When we went into the room this year, we were like, oh shit, we really gotta, that's a big thing. Right, that's so early and you forget that You forget that's, that yeah. that's yeah. kind of what happened and sort of the idea being that, you know, a way out of self-destruction is human connection and sort of, signing on or buying into the idea of I'm gonna get on this ride even though it's uncomfortable to be a person. In season two, it was sort of, for me, it's in the title, Russian Doll, it's begging for a, a deeper question. Mm -hmm. And just to say, in like our old pitch docs, it was very much, you know, season two, she's her mom, it's in the, it's in the 80s, Tompkins Square Park, Cookie Mueller, you know, gentrification of uh, the East Village, sort of basic temples that we had sort of maintained, but really, you know, I think I was so moved that that people responded to season one. You know, I am. I'm like, you know, a, a bit of a cult figure up to then, and an acquired taste probably still. And uh, so, in season two, it was really like, okay, well, well, now that I've stopped dying, how do I go about living? And ultimately, for anybody that's sort of doing any of that kind of work of trying to stop being a self-destructive person it's really the answer is like, you've got to go so fucking deep. You know, there's like, you know, people will talk about, you know, a life when you're like a wild thing is you're just, you know, you're throwing everything in the back seat of your car and you're driving 100 miles an hour. And then it's like, you know, very much the experience of if you stop getting high specifically is like as you slammed on the brakes and it all comes crashing forward. And now you're like, well, now I got to deal with some hectic shit for real. Because, uh, you know, if you want to, make it through any rough thing. I mean, it's no different than like, oh, you, you were married for 10 years? Well, it's gonna take five years to get over it. Like, everything in life seems to be like that, unfortunately, where you've really got to get in deep to do it. And so if you're asking the question, how do these two characters, Nadia and Alan, you know, start living after they've stopped dying, it, it begs and it necessitates a sort of going ever deeper to a sort of an inciting event or a, you know, of like almost being born or kind of walking in the footsteps, footsteps through this kind of quantum leaping, time traveling, six train device of, you know, uh, what is the story I think I know about who I think I am? And, you know, what if it's not true or what if I developed a wider sense of empathy around what I think my experience of my life is and sort of the, um, the deficits I think that I have as a person? What if sort of I had a window to be able to re-see those and then would I be able to look in the mirror and obviously a, 
a bathroom mirror is so key to kind of, you know, the um, the show. It's uh, maybe I would be able to see that person just a little bit differently. Maybe I'd be able to have a little bit of a peace of mind, such that I would actually be able to start having a life. Yeah. Uh, so that's ultimately what we kind of went in there trying to do, and you know, it's a half-hour comedy. So um, <laughs> maybe you know, and 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 I, and I think really, I was just like, who gives a shit? Why why not? You know what I mean? Like, if you think about it in the scale, like it's like, it's nice. I got a lot of nice things from you know doing this for a living. I get like cool outfits and stuff. And uh, uh, but really, it's like if there's like, you know, a couple of people, it felt very much like there was so much stuff that Rajnal was in organically kicking up, you know, like about also like untreated mental illness, not even in the person, but in a family member. Like the shame of, for me, it was very much, I had so much shame around like this weight of like, you know, uh, a mom who had untreated mental illness in my own personal life. And I was just like, what a fucking bummer. You're telling me I'm gonna have to carry that around my whole life and it's gonna impact things forever? I, I very badly wanted to like take um, the success of the first season to be like communicate with a few people who needed it and say, hey, you know what I mean? Like a lot of us have that stuff, you know? And it's okay to kind of talk about this shit freely and hopefully in like, un you know, removing the veil, it's unloading some of that shame for me personally and hopefully for somebody else. Fox Creative. This is advertiser content from 26.2 Team Milk and their new docu-series, Running Sucks. Is running the worst? Yeah. Do you love it? Do you hate it? I hate it so much. <laughs> I hate it so freaking much. That you're a real runner now! I hate it. <laughs> I'm Abby Ayers, a 37-year-old mom from Utah who found herself running across the Manhattan Bridge in my first race ever. Running Sucks celebrates women who run and the running communities that carry them across the finish line. Running helped me in so many ways postpartum. It really is about taking my power back and proving myself wrong. For every person like you, I'm telling you you belong and I'm telling you you can do it. I never thought the words would leave my mouth, but yes, I'm planning on running a marathon. <laughs> Because, like, who would have thought? Watch Running Sucks at runningsuckstheseries.com and learn more about how Team Milk is helping women runners across the country conquer their next course. It's so rare that a half-hour comedy or a show at all or a film at all... I don't, I'm All that to say... I didn't really say anything yet, but... Um, <laughs> What I'm trying to say is I think it's so rare that a piece of content, there's so much fucking content, piece of content can, you put that out there and we all, like a piece of art, we all interpreted and took those themes, those huge life fucking themes of feeling shame, of, of feeling, um, I don't know, I feel like it was also so much about like forgiveness and understanding where we came from, where we're going, identity, all those things, I think you, it's so clear that you are being so vulnerable and expressing your own experience of being a person and I'm, I'm feeling your expression and also taking like what I need, which is like what, we're, what like all of this should be for, but I don't know, I think you did it. 
Thanks, Ivy. You really did it. Was that clear at all? Not really, but you got you got it. Do you know? I, yeah, it, I just it is what it should be for, and it is like you know making things. It, it's really lucky, you know. Like Russian is very rare in that it, it really it's like free reign to to make sort of like paid art. I'm sure maybe everyone would prefer if it was like you know not as deep a dive or something. But it is like you want to make. Some, I just wanted something that was like you know, you can meet it where you're at. So like, maybe you're having an experience of like, I don't know, or maybe you're having an experience of like, ah, you know, okay, so I'm not alone in this thing. Yep. It's like, this is what it feels like. And I, you know, I, it, it does matter to me. You know, like I care a lot and I think, um, yeah, I think there's like a projection of like a, you know, fuck this, fuck you attitude towards things. It's really, you know, I just like black clothes. I. Uh, <laughs> I, I care deeply, you know what I mean? I, and I, I, don't I know you do. I feel like that's something we really have in common. I feel like that's sort of your MO going into League is like, okay, but are we not going to tell the story of like what the actual story is yeah. of this thing? And it's 2024? I know, 22. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is 20... I don't know what you guys are talking about. It's 2024. Just air it late. You know what I mean? 2024 right now. I think this thing is like airing on the metaverse or something and it's really fucking stressing me out. They told us something backstage. It was, there was also like, it was like branded. It's branded. And I'm like, nobody said anything. They're like, it's fucking weird what's happening in this world. Uh, It's very stressful. But, and now here in 24, in yes, this moment, right now, okay, January third, 2024, 2024, at 8 a.m. At 8 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> in the dark, is isn't that a little bit how you felt too? Like fuck it, why not? Yeah, and I think um, Natasha's saying that she has this like, she's saying you know I might come across that I have this fuck fuck it mentality because someone just said that to her. <laughs> but I actually I don't think you do and I think like it's like fu- it, like if because you were like you just said to me what did you say to me that I said fuck it let's tell those stories in, about League oh yeah 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 we yeah. were in the bathroom but it's not and it's, there was a there was a weird moment it's a jumpsuit <laughs> there was an unzipping it was it was awkward we were trying she to was like, come, 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 come in the bathroom come come in the I'm in the stall and so it's the only place in this whole place we could have a moment and Natasha is g- peeing but she's in a jumpsuit so she's and I was like you're okay you're fully naked you're fully naked and then she's <laughs> For some reason, the toilet was down here, and I was holding the Red Bull, and we were trying to work out what we were going to yeah, talk about. What we're gonna you say. turned around. I did finally turn around. Okay, I'm because like she's a responsible like, partner. Right? Yeah, I was responsible. I didn't want it to feel like I was... And yeah. I'm a vulnerable flower. But I just meant you... Some might think from the black, I guess, the black clothing, that Natasha is like has a fuck it mentality. And I like can can wrap my mind around that, I guess. But I think the work that you do is actually uh, the op- like exact opposite because you are it. There's such a care. Like it's it's maybe fuck what, fuck what the um, like. I love I like thinking about you being like fuck. The- fuck the notes you have. I'm going to make what I want to make. And I don't know if you're able to do that, but like fuck the like mainstream formulaic version of a half hour comedy 
you're going to make exactly the kind of artful, a little bit more like abstract version of a half hour comedy that you want. I don't know. Does that does that feel more? Yeah, right? I mean, it, it, it does. I, it's, 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 I hadn't really thought of it that way, but it's true. It's not, I'm not like, like, fuck it, who cares? And like, fuck all those things. <laughs> I'm more like, like fuck it, let's burn it down. Come yes. on. Like, yeah, like in that sense, like, I have enough big of fucking this. energy. Like enough uh, of this. Yeah. Um, yeah. No more huge streamers from us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, fuck the man. No more yeah. from us. Yeah. Like, we're going to burn it I down. Know, we're, like like, Amazon, we're like Netflix, Netflix and Amazon. We where the rebels are here. Fuck them. Like, I, on the it's metaverse. so hard to be like such a yeah. part of the problem. Um, but, uh, yeah. No, but I mean, it is, uh, I think what it really is, is actually, a, um, you know, it, it's a little bit of um, more about being a student. Wax on, wax off. It's, uh, there's a lineage there of, if you, you know, read up on the history of things that have been made, it is like big swings that kind of, they, they take their time, they percolate, they do their thing. Do you know what I mean? And I think that we're obviously living in a moment that we're all addicted. I'm deeply addicted to, you know, Instagram and all these things. He's like, quick hits, you know what I mean? And I fucking love it. I will space out for like nine to 22 hours and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> And I'm like, you know. All of 2023. <laughs> oh, God. I was just clicking on cat videos. I was like, this one looks like Dracula. It's crazy. You guys saw that? Post it. Uh, and, and like, oh, and now the crossword puzzle. Cool. Um, back and forth. And, but, you know, it so was in a weird moment of like, is there an attention span? Can we handle you know, like deep dives, can we think about things? Can we view a classic with new eyes? Can we like see the world differently? And it's kind of what you see when you connect to that lineage is that throughout time people, somebody's gotta do it for it to start happening. And then over time it kind of catches on and all you do is like, you know, you just like throw your little pebble and that's it. And then you gotta like, Thank God you can kind of like make other things and, you know, bop and weave a little bit. But yeah, in that sense, I have big fuck it. Like, why not really go for it? Why, why, you know, what else are we doing? Like, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I'm going to shift gears uh, slightly uh, here. Uh, No, I just you had mentioned that you directed half of the second season and I don't know, what was that experience like? Um, I know you directed a ton of TV. Like, you did Shrill, you've done Aquafina, you've done a bunch of shows. Yeah. Orange. Yeah. yeah. I tried to get you to do League. You did. I called you when I was at that, remember where I was in the hotel? No, I don't, you were in, which hotel? I was like, oh, oh. Bainbridge. yeah, you remember that? On that, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> she's talking about the Overlook Hotel. Um, that's a shining joke. <laughs> I uh, didn't get it. I was like, yeah. Yeah, and she was there, and she was like, so listen, I'm at this hotel, and I've always been the caretaker. And I want to talk to you about this show called A League of Their Own. And I was like, Abby, why are you whispering? And 
She was like, there's a man with an axe outside the door. Listen, but I don't care about him. Just direct the show. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Uh, but I wanted you because I just, and I'd never been, I've never been on the set where you've directed. I just like know you throw yourself into it. You have such a clear vision as an artist, as a, I just like, I know that you are so good at that. Like, I just know, like, I can really, like feel it. it. Like, I, that feels right. I, I do love it. I think I like, I love it. I love it the most. And it fits most like a glove and it's the thing for sure. I, I always, am like, oh, I really, I didn't fuck it up because the nature of life is all that stuff we said at the beginning of like, you gotta catch up to who you are. But I'm like, oh gosh, it's really the thing that makes me want to get old. Like, I want to be like a, you know, like shrivel, like Lena Wertmuller with white glasses being like, yeah, now you stand over there. Uh, and um, in Italian. Uh, <laughs> But you're, gonna, you're remaking that movie, right? I am. I'm remaking. <laughs> I'm a, this shot for shot remake. The thing we all need is Seven Beauties. Uh, but so in any way, I, I so I fucking I I really I love directing. Like pure, it makes me happy. So it's 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 a joy to do it. And I I, I do kind of know my shit. I'm not bad at it. I would say it seems organic. Um, on Russian Doll season two, on Russian Doll season one, it was Leslie who's who's uh, Hedlin who's the co-creator and brilliant, you know, writer-director, and Jamie Babbitt, who directed the pilot of League of yep. Their Own, yep. who also I worked with in But I'm a Cheerleader, and, uh, and me. So it was just us three, and I kind of, I knew Leslie and uh, Jamie so deeply that it was very safe and beautiful. And then in season two, the only other director was Alex Bono, and who you guys might know from um, Documentary Now. He's the guy that co-created Documentary Now and directs him and he's fucking brilliant. And it really was like, yeah, we were kind of directing half and half, but it was like a beautiful symbiotic relationship that, uh, you know, I don't know that I'd ever, I think because Alex had his origin, he was like um, a cinematographer before he was a director for like 20 years. And he was a cinematographer at SNL actually for a long time. So I really knew him from Fred and that whole family. and. Um, and but he was the first time I was ever able to sort of almost like visually think an idea all the way to the end because he wasn't afraid of any sort of like budget restrictions or well we can't shoot that and it was it was really moving for me like I, I love him deeply uh, it was just such an incredible uh, partnership and you know but for sure the most fun is um, on Poker Face, I, uh, I got to direct Nick Nolte. And I mean, like, when you're just at the monitor, especially if you're not in something. I was gonna ask about that. Oh, it's really fun. It really, like, cause you know, when you're directing and you're in it, it is very, I always feel a little bit like a, I get very Buster Keaton, Harold Lloyd, Charlie Chaplin. Like, I start almost moving differently, cause it's like, okay, and then we'll put this here. Um, and then I'm over here with the monitor and back here and fixing this and we're talking and it's a lot of things are happening and then I'm being like, and the budget, everybody shut yeah. up. You know what I mean? Uh, but you, you can't help but like take off all the other, I call, I say hats. You know what I mean, like when you're acting well, and- I've really, I've only directed one thing that really? I'm not in. Wait, but how much I've have you directed that you've been City in? And then one pilot. And I, it's, you didn't direct I like at all directing. on League? No, I, I, I decided not to. 
but it's also that show is like I a was big I was fucking just sort of like there were no hiatuses like yeah. there would have been no time for me to prep it was just like too big you and love I, it too what directing you love it I do really love it but I did the same thing on Broad City where like first se- first season or or a bunch of seasons we didn't and then I felt like also that was the first thing we ever did like you came. Uh, you've been working your whole life you know like that was like wow i'm going to grad school for tv and so then there was like a moving ship and i got to do a bunch of episodes but being in it you're just like i'm like you're in the i mean we're in the scene and i'm like watching you differently as the director you know i don't know there's like a whole everything you're like we gotta go you're like time is but then you're also producing it so you're already like time is we gotta go you know like there's a lot going on. But it's fun as hell. It's really like, you're like fully plugged into the Matrix at that point. Yeah, like you're if you're truly, doing that many things, yes. you're just like, oh, I better fucking show up for this. Like I've never been so awake in my life. I'm somebody, yeah. I'm like Garfield. Like I ideally would sleep like I would say 19 hours a day and just look at it, play with those cats. Yeah. Like, and I'm, I'm fine to drop out of society for years at a time. And... But when you're doing that much, like, you know, it's very much like your, your tentacles, you're like alert. Oh, you're like, th- every, yes, there's so many You're writing, you're every, crossing And you have line. to like go back and watch your, you have to like watch playback. And, I don't do that. I don't really oh. fuck with playback because I'm like, all I need is a head trip. You know what I mean? Well, listen, on uh, Russian Doll and Broad City, which is from the same production company, yeah. kind of like same budget, Sometimes you can't afford There's that no playback time, for you to watch it. So There's you can't. Not. You got to just trust. You got to trust. But all or that have to people say, that you trust. Yes. But all that to say, don't you, I love, like, I want to direct not in it. I don't want, I want to be well, able to, like, fully be over here versus me being, like, <laughs> you're, like, fully, like, running over, like, doing all the roles. It's, like, insane. You like yeah, both. I, I do. I think I like it also. You know what it is also? I mean, I guess I had I've been acting since I'm five. Yeah. So for me, like being on a set and, and acting, but by the time now that I'm like directing, if I'm in it, it's a little bit like I've been like doing this kind of shit I've just for a long, so I'm yeah. very at home in the environment of, but still, all that said, so much I agree with you that like, watching fucking Nick Nolte and you're just like at the monitor like this, like, holy fuck. Wow. And the frame is gorgeous. And, uh, you know, Ryan works a lot with a, a Zoom gun. Um, so he had sort of established the look when in directing the pilot of Poker Face. For everyone else, I know exactly what that is. Just explain for everyone so, else what that is. So, you know, when you see, like, when they talk about an Altman Zoom, like a slow Zoom, you know, and those kind of those 70s shots and it's, you know, if you think about uh, Spielberg, all right, your friend Spielberg, he directed the pilot of he's, Columbo. I think he's here tonight. I think he's here tonight. <laughs> he's here tonight. And uh, what a guy. We love yeah. your pictures. Thanks for coming uh, can't again. Can't wait for the fable bits. Yeah, so uh, excited. And, uh, so, you know, like there's that long shot out the window in the pilot of Columbo, and they're looking down onto the street, and the car's going by, and they're getting closer slow, and closer. It's slow, 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 slow. Okay. So, yeah, it's a very moody, yeah. it's a really, yeah, you see it a lot in 70s movies. And um, so basically, anyway, there's like this gun, and you're slowly moving, and there's a zoom lens on the camera. And so this is Nick Nolte. He's kind of in a medium. But as I'm feeling, I'm watching 
the monitor, and I'm getting tighter and tighter. Wait, I love tighter that. So you're controlling oh, it. It's because that's shit. not usually. I got so hooked on it, and I'm easily addicted to things, granted, but I, <laughs> I was so hot for this Zoom gun. I could, <laughs> I could spend a lifetime just spacing out. If I just had Nick Nolte and a weird room and a Zoom gun, that'd be my personal heaven. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the takeaway from tonight, take I guess. Away. Zoom gun. Yeah, so I really, really like and then you, and, But I will say I'm so deranged that sometimes I'd be in the shop, but I'd be like, we're here, right? So I'd hold it. No. And I'd, I'd sort of, no. But I'm sick. You're I'm saying sick. It's, you're in the scene and you're yeah. like zooming in on yourself? Or, I, or, or, How do you or see if the, there's like, are you seeing if the, there's a second camera. You know but what I mean? Are you just seeing the frame somewhere? No, it's more like just watching as the other <laughs> actor is talking or whatever, like that's a good woman getting a little tighter. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's fun. It's like We're gonna nice watch it and Zelda, it's gonna be right? like <laughs> <laughs> We're like, whoa. <laughs> and so what if it is? In and this so sense, what fuck if it. it is? You know? Guys, God. Get on board. <laughs> it is tricky because it sticks. So sometimes you're like, you know, you're like, ah, it's good. It's going into Oh, fuck. It's ruined. Oh, well, we'll have to edit around that. It's weird. I could talk about this a while, it turns out. So um, we should move on. All right. Well, I might ask, I might ask the audience a couple questions, but I wanna, okay. I'm very interested. You got a lot going on. Eh. I feel, I feel, I just mean, season two just or recently came yeah, out. Yeah. New, I think it's like a new, le- it's a new doll, it's a new doll. It's a new doll, It's a baby. new doll. Yeah. Um, Poker Base is about to come out. Like, what are you most excited about? So, I recently decided I'm a surfer. Um, <laughs> and I, yeah, and I, I think my old personality sucked. The person you're seeing tonight is not bad, it's because I'm a surfer now. Uh, <laughs> prior to this, I was very... I think I was too stressed out. I was clinging too tight. You know what I mean? I'd, I'd lost the plot. I thought it mattered. And that was only three weeks ago. <laughs> and now, thanks to my new personhood, I'm reading the Stephen Hawking book on the beach and uh, surfing. You know, I got up three times. You were just away. I was just away. You just away. sent me a photo, yeah. Yeah, okay. and, and that's who I am now. And uh, I'm very excited to be that new person. I'm relieved the old person's dead and buried. That yeah, sounds, that sounds pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you sur- you like legit surfed? Well, you know, I was pushed We're into several waves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. And so I wouldn't say like I'm fully pro yet, but uh, it's you know there is there's a lot of um, I'm not a surfer. I did go to a surf camp once in Nicaragua to learn surfing, and do you think I went in what? I got really fucking scared. But I think it kind of is a big metaphor, right? <laughs> or could be for life of the surfer mentality is sort of like riding that wave, you know, you gotta you know, cut in, uh, you gotta like ride it, you gotta like find your new one to ride, right? You gotta, you, I mean, you're the surfer, tell me room, what, get you in. You know what I mean? Toes, to, toes to the nose, that's what has toes to happen. Toes to the nose? Yeah, that's what it, Happy. You wax you know on your mean? board. You gotta <laughs> <laughs> wax on, wax off, that's, right? That's what it is. Because, <laughs> you know, it's fine. You're in there. And I was out in Hawaii during yeah, Sharktober, but I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. All right. Well, I was going to ask a couple, if anyone has any audience questions, they haven't been pre-approved, so... She'll go nuts. Yeah, she'll go nuts. <laughs> if anyone does have any. Okay. Um, how about over here? You might have to... Oh, we do. Okay, great. We have a mic. I was going to say you have to project. Should I, should I stand? Sure, sure. Why, yeah, why not? Stand up. <laughs> I'm just curious. Um, so you talked about how Russian Doll and kind of just your media in general, like, meets people where they're at. What does that for you? Like, what right now, for both of you, if you'd be willing to answer, like, what kind of media meets you where you're at or have you seen in the past couple of years recently? Thanks. <laughs> what meets you where? Like, what's meet? Kendrick what's Lamar. Us? I would say, for me, really that, I'm like, I'm so blown away by him as a, a writer and a thinker, and I felt like there, I felt a deep kinship. Obviously, I've never met him. I'm sure he'd be like, I'm not, I, I find you tedious. But, uh, you know, it, I really felt like, oh, I love that he was like, you know, c c kicking out all these kind of uh, so, so, sort of, uh, you know, like hits, right? And, and they were so beautiful and they were so deep. And then he was like, now that I've got your attention, we're gonna go a lot deeper. And I was like, holy fuck, this guy is a heavy, heavy weight. Like, that's a great, uh, beautiful thinker who really is trying to be like, let me um, share my experience with you guys now that I'm sort of in, in the pop culture such that I can have a reach that helps as many people as possible. I was so moved by his recent album, Abby. I don't know if this would be considered content. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say walks. <laughs> um, walks for me right now are really meeting me where I am. <laughs> it's really just because I can't think of like a piece of content, but walks. Um, do you know what I'm saying? You, I feel like you know what I'm saying. I actually think there should be like a, like, I'm feeling this, what walk can I go on? In what city, like, I, like that should be a, like a thing we can like. You go alone? Um, sometimes I go, I go with people. <laughs> but I will say the thing I haven't done in a while, I call it, this is like so not what you asked, but I, it's just like what I thought. It's like, it is the thing that meets me where I am. I call it wolfing around. Wolfing? Because I was, oh, <laughs> it's Virginia Wolf. And like, I got, I like loved like the hours, which is like hit or miss for people, I guess. <laughs> no one was like, woo. I'm, you're like, what piece of content right now is hitting you? And I'm like, the hours. Have you ever? <laughs> But like, but like, she's always like on the move, like thinking about something. And I, so when I'm like really in need of like finding like an escape or finding a, a creative like seed or something, I think a walk is usually what I need. And I call, I, I usually, I don't usually say it out loud. But I'm usually like, I'm going to go wolf around a little bit. Um, yeah. Let's ask another question. <laughs> Okay, I see a hand right in the middle there. Hi, thank you both. Uh, to that same question about meeting people where they are, I think 
a little bit about the writing and creating piece of that. So I wonder for you all with things that you've written that were so personal between Natasha Rushendahl and Abby, your book for me, like talk about something that hit like right when it needed to. How do you decide when you're ready to put those stories in a place where other people can consume them? Talk about the book. You the, the book sent that great. book to you very early on. Yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe you feel the same. I, most of the stuff that I've put out there that has been pretty vulnerable or personal, I'm kinda neat, like it's for me. Like I'm like, I gotta fucking write this for me. And uh, I, I have this weird life where I look, like get to share it. Um, so I don't know if it's ever been like, when should I put this out? It's just like, this is what's happening right now for me. And I'm like infusing it and like I, I'm getting it like out of my system or uh, does that make sense? And so that timing just sort of ends up syncing up like that for me. But yeah, that was like a tricky one. That was, it was I, I mean, it was called I Might Regret This. So I was like, <laughs> is this the right time? <laughs> But it was beautiful. Um, I think maybe something that I learned on Orange is the New Black, weirdly, because it was like my longest job. It was seven years. And there were all those people, and I really, I, you know, I'm, it was almost like for me going to college and then getting like a sorority. Like, oh, this is what people are talking about. Um, and there were so many call times that were like three in the morning. I'd be like, are these people fucking sick in the head? And... <laughs> So, and I think because of the prison uniforms and the weird, the bad lighting. So I just developed this thing where I was just like, you know, I'm gonna take a come as you are approach to things. And if I'm in a, you know, good mood, oh, I'm sexy texting, and so now I'm all, you know, giggly, then I guess this scene is a giggly, sexy texting scene. <laughs> and if I'm like, Oh my, like, you know, oh, I got into a, a fight with my boyfriend last night and I, I was crying. And I come in, I have like swollen eyes or something. Like, this is a heavy scene. It's a scene about, you know, somebody who's going through a tough time. They don't want to be here. And, uh, and, and so on. Or if I was like, something was feeling funny and sparky, this scene was funny and sparky. And if I was like thinking back about some heavy shit or politically some fucked up, you know, oh, hey, how about no abortions? That wasn't on Orange is a New Black. But, you know, okay, now I guess that's in the scene. Uh, and I think that w without realizing it, I sort of, once I saw that you could kind of get away with that, I telling your truth in that moment, even if it wasn't exactly the task at hand, somehow just bringing that where you're at to whatever the current deadline was, it just sort of freed something up for me where I was like, whatever is on my mind the most right now is, I guess what's meant to make it into this thing that, well, we think it's a third thing, but I guess it turns out it's actually about blank thing that's been on my mind. Uh, whether that's in dialogue or, you know, structurally in, in um, you know, images that I've seen that I'm like, you know, obsessed with or something um, like so. You know, I recently read Mike Nichols' biography, which I highly recommend if, Peaks anyone's interest, but um, <laughs> it was fascinating. And one of the one of the someone was talking about how 
he was very much about like if an actor came in and was having a rough day, it's like, no, 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 use your day, use that. That is like part of this ex the experience of creating. It's not always about like, no, 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 you're this other person. You gotta leave that at the door. Like that's one way of thinking about it. Well, but there is a thing of like, we're making this. Yeah, but it is also like, you know, I mean, part of the joy obviously with directing is like, I love actors, you know, especially like, I mean, there's, uh, when you're talking about people like, you know, Chloe or, um, you know, Charlie Barnett, like they're, they're people I really love also personally. So it's like, you never want to see somebody tell a lie. There's nothing interesting about that. I'm like, they're so beautiful as human beings that like part of that beauty is bringing that out. Or also in this weird way, and I mean, obviously I'm some sort of, you know, tripped out quantum person. I mean, um, it's separate, but you know, like the, the game in, in season two is very much time zero, right? Time zero is a scientific concept of why can I remember the past, but I can't remember the future. It actually doesn't add up. I don't mean it in any sort of psychedelic hippie sense. I mean it, you know, scientifically. It's a sort of a question. And so, for example, we beca I became obsessed with this image of these um, cisterns that I saw in, in Budapest from an image. And uh, they're in the show. They're in the finale this season. And in a way, I guess I sort of think that in this sort of dream life kind of way, artistically speaking, I, we don't quite know yet why it is that I'm hooked on that image all season long, like writing to it without even a, so it's like, it's almost like creating the space to let that image catch up to me, catch up to its location availability that all of a sudden it's like, that makes sense. There's gotta be enough sort of space to um, essentially trust your own instincts around your current obsession because in this sort of dream state way, you may not know yet why it is that that's where your whole season is, is gonna land, you know? And then you're there and you're like, Holy fuck, this is, this is what I needed to see. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay. What else, guys? There's someone back there. So is that Spielberg? I think that's Spielberg. Hey, yes, thanks for having me. <laughs> As writers, do you guys feel that there's more opportunity in television right now? And do you have any interest in writing features in the future? I kind of get the vibe <laughs> that it might be over, to be honest. Uh, you what? I sort of get the vibe it's over. Like, I think that there's... A bit of a weird, you know, I think you're, you're seeing it all over the place. It's like a, there's sort of like a swinging back to dumbness sort of a vibe happening. I always think about like, yeah. uh, sort of like pop music and then Kurt Cobain came and then we were all like, Phew. and then I keep waiting. I'm like, when's Kurt coming back, guys? Uh, <laughs> remember that thing where we all get sick of like the fucking eight pounds of makeup and the, you know, when we're just like, you, get, you know, just give me some truth. When, do, when does that part come back? And I, I think, you know, globally, we're sort of, we're having a tricky time in this moment. I, I, I would agree. I think, uh, I don't know, I'm not, I think there's so much content, so it's hard to say, there's, it's hard to argue, like, there's not an opportunity, there's like more shows than ever, like, how many, places like apps and dream, like there's all this shit or great places um i'm i'm like a, i'm a bit like torn where i think like yes and I totally agree with you where i'm like i don't know i'm definitely interested in the the feature space i i am as well uh, very interested in that space but i would say it's like <laughs> uh 
I mean, I love movies more than anything. I yes. would say that's like my, uh, um, the thing I like. And um, like Dracula likes blood, I like movies. Uh, yeah. And I, I was just, just to clarify. Gary Oldman. Yeah. <laughs> and I just wanted to bring him in, uh, in that top hat. Um, but, uh, you know, that is to say, all that's to say that I, I don't think that there's, um, yes, there is more opportunity, so there's no shortage of like gorgeous fucking things that are sneaking in right and left and brilliant creators, and there is, it is out there, that opportunity. I just think that we're in a tricky moment of almost like, I don't know that there's a hunger in the same way as sort of, you know, generationally, you see, it's whatever, it's like the 70s led to big hair of the 80s or whatever, and a lot of cocaine. They were like, we need more cocaine. And, cocaine. But... The truth is also a lot of great shit was, I mean, now we look back and we're like, holy holy hell, there's so much incredible stuff that was made in the 80s, thanks to cocaine. And that's what I want you to take away here tonight. That is really the takeaway. Okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so do I want to put cocaine in a feature? Of course. I mean, obviously. Is that shit? Does that help? Yeah. I... Yeah, just to make... I felt like I went super negative. You did? I, did I before? I think you're positive as Okay, great. Should we end on the cocaine or... Like, yeah. No, no, no. I <laughs> well, sure. Should, I mean, I don't should, know what... What I do we feel like? Is, I can't... We, we're, we're out of time. I can't, I can't tell oh, if there were... Oh, I see. There's a time Yeah, clock. I've been looking at this this, this countdown <laughs> well, this whole guys, time. The hour is here at zero, zero, zero. I don't know. Like, zero, I can't zero. tell if we missed... Was there anyone else that Welcome. had a... <laughs> was there anyone else that had a question that I didn't see... We call, okay, let's uh, let's ask because I didn't know if there was unless you want to end on the somebody cocaine. They're like they're like somebody's dying to go. Let's see, let's right. see. We got one more. A begrudging microphone gets passed. Yes. <laughs> Hi. Hi, um, Natasha. First, I want to thank you because Russian Doll season two dropped right as my sister and I did a deep dive into my sister's hol- or my grandmother's Holocaust story. So that again was one of the things. You're that, welcome. Like, You're hit at the right time. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you what from your you know family's history did you bring into season two? Like how much of it is personal versus fictionalized? Oh, well, you know, it's just, honestly, it's more than anything, I think, mm, it's uh, some specifics, but it's kind of like uh, feelings almost more. And then I guess in the room, our job is to, um, you know, architect narrative, fiction narrative around that. So like, I don't come from a family of time travelers or quantum leapers or and you know that of, I know yeah. of and uh, but yes there is you know my grandmother is a Holocaust survivor her journey is entirely different than what's in uh, the second season of Russian Doll but as far as you know I mean the the the, the epigenetic footprint you know this idea there's a, a line that Ruth has this season of trauma is a topographical map written on the child it takes a lifetime to heal, you know? So in that sense, it feels like a metaphor perfect for so many other iterations of, you know, the older I get, I'm, the less fascinated I am with my own personal story. Maybe also because I've had the opportunity to tell it in many ways, but you know, everybody has their own sort of specifics and their own, as Elaine Stritch would say, bag of rocks, you know, their own family uh, dynamics, their, their own, uh, you know, also, I mean, heritage wise or whatever you want to call it so um but uh yeah i don't know that's meandering but you get the idea best of luck <laughs> okay <laughs>
Um, well, thank you all for coming. What a what a lovely. Abby, you're the, you're Abby, the best. Thanks for I'm, inviting me to. I'm so glad I have your get number. Get interviewed by. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, guys, thanks so much. Thanks. We'll we'll leave first. That's it for another episode of Good One. Watch Poker Face on Peacock and A League of Their Own on Prime Video. Follow Natasha on Instagram at nleone and Abby at Abby Jacobson. Good One is produced by myself, Jelani Carter, and Camila Salazar. Gotten Freakishin did our theme song. Write a view and rate the show on Apple Podcasts. Five stars, please. Email any comments, questions, or laughing around suggestions to goodonepodcast at gmail.com or tweet us at goodonepodcast. I'm Jesse David Fox, and you can follow me at Jesse David Fox. Good one is a production of Vulture in the Box Media Podcast Network. We'll be back in two weeks. Have a good one. Welcome to Good One. Show about talking them jokes. Mm, son. Hey, 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 good one. It's a good one. Why do you run? Why does anyone? I always thought that runners loved running, and that's not the case. Most runners hate running, (laughs) but they choose to do it. In the new docuseries, Running Sucks, brought to you by Team Milk, Abby Ayers learns why women runners everywhere are driven to go the distance. It really is about taking my power back and proving myself wrong. Team Milk is about fueling women's performance and helping them along their marathon journeys. You can sign up now for the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon taking place in Savannah, Georgia on November 16th, 2024. Learn more and register at everywomansmarathon.com.